Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, thanks for coming by, friend. It's that time once again. Time to take a ride down Creosote Causeway. If you were expecting to get the pants scared off of you tonight, here's a little word of advice. Just take them off beforehand. No, really, go ahead. Hell, look at me. Think I work from home to put pants on all the time? Well, avert your eyes then, Chester. I don't see you all dressed up either. Like walking on eggshells with that damn gator. Come on in, friend. Mmm. Okay. That's better. Well, Jeff's too lazy to come in today, but he apologizes for the wait and thanks everyone for shooing him in the ass. Meanwhile, smoke them if you got them and drink those glasses to the bottom, y'all. Because old Drew Blood has a sponsor. Little old me, can you believe it? Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. You know, Drew Blood's Dark Tales is only one of the many shows on this network you could be listening to. We hope you'll subscribe to our entire lineup, including Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, Scary Stories Told in the Dark, Fear from the Heartland, and Horror Hill. All available on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit simplyscarypodcast.com to become a patron. For as little as $5 a month, you get our entire catalog ad-free and available to download or stream. A bargain. And now, back to the show. Tonight's story is the seventh entry of the Split Tail Files, in which Sheriff Ball is challenged for his seat as High Sheriff. Talk about horror, right? So, without further delay, from author Jeff Sturdivant, I give you Election Day. Yeah. 
Well, it was that time of year again in Splittail. A time of reckoning. A time when every man and woman must set aside their trifles and doodads and game boys and whatever else and make their way to Splittail Municipal to exercise their democratic duty. I tell you, it must be like opening a vein for these good citizens of mine, half of whom can't be bothered to pee indoors for the effort of lifting the lid. But I digress. You know, if there's one thing I've learned about Splittail in my 20-plus years of winning elections, it's this. Our citizens have damn good sense. Enough to know which bushes like being peed on and which don't. Furthermore, enough to know where their bread is buttered. And if you're wondering where that is, I'm more than happy to let you know. It's from the top down. And that's why yours truly has this fancy badge on his chest and nickel-plated butter knife on his belt, if you'll indulge my whimsical metaphors. And it looked to me like I was in no danger of losing either one, the citizenry as leisurely as they were. A leisure so old you could date it by the moldering newspapers at the foot of every driveway. By the clumpy cat litter that doubled as mulch around Mrs. McAllen's front porch. Even Miss Clarissa was too lazy to pick her damn tomatoes anymore, and frankly the bugs were too lazy to eat them. That said, my good citizens know who wields the butter knife around here, and most importantly, who probably ain't gonna use it. See, the untold truth about high sheriffing is no less than this. It's a little more than sitting pretty. The mere fact of my existence is enough to send most hinksters skittering. Like one of those fake wolves you stick in your lawn to keep the geese off of it. And when I come by with my bushy mustache and Herculean physique, it bears out time after time. You're gonna hold in your farts till I'm good and out of earshot. It's plain human nature, and it takes a man like me to know it. That said, it looked like my status as High Sheriff of Splittail would go on being the status quo. I was sure of it at least up until election week. There was all the parking you could hope for at Laundry Saloon and Petting Zoo these days, and it was no secret why that was. It wasn't that folks minded the smell or that they didn't like petting Liberace or looking at the funny thing in the cage. It sure wasn't that people were tired of drinking. Like always, hydration among my good citizenry remained paramount. And like I explained, it sure wasn't for lack of good parking. But it was something, and a matter I hoped to avoid for the time being. That's to say, one of those gray area matters that make a good story. <sighs> Howdy, laundry. How goes the lunch rush? The place never did smell enchanting, but between the old fryer oil, goat shit, stale beer, and whatever was coming off the thing in the cage, it had stepped over offensive to become almost curious. Laundry was perched behind the bar like a contemplative owl. It took him a second to even notice me. Huh? Not too much today, Sheriff. Well, goddamn. In any case, I'm here to assuage your vocational woes. I'll have an orange Fanta and an order of your freezer burn mozzarella sticks. I suppose you'll be using your high sheriff discount you came up with, sheriff? You just take that 50% and write it off your taxes, laundry. And you know what else? The chip stays between us. I say Uncle Sam doesn't have to know a thing about it. 
Before Laundry had the chance to thank me for my benevolence, the thing in the cage made a kind of funny sound. When I turned around to look, it was taking a shit. Well, look at that, Laundry. Your friend's using the restroom there. You ever find out what it is? At first glance, you'd see a mangy possum, but then the tail looked like a beaver's, and its face looked like an exploded asshole. No idea, Sheriff, but I'll say this. He never complains when I feed him. N not like you do. A mystery, I said. Because for the life of me, Laundry, I can't decide how any of God's creatures, even one with an asshole for a face, can't tell a freezer-burned mozzarella stick from a respectable one, who can't stand up and declare, TGI Fridays, this is not, Mr. Laundry. And I'll tell you what, without my keen discernment, where would this town be at all? With that, old Mr. Laundry did something I never knew him for. He took a tone with me. You know what's no mystery, Sheriff? Why no one's coming around here no more. I know why. Everyone else knows why. And you know what? I think... I think you know why, too, Sheriff. I think you know just why. Well, that comment just nearly dilled my pickle. And in the interest of exposition, I don't mind telling you why. See, it was no wonder to me why a hot spot like Laundry's wasn't exactly hopping these days. A group of enterprising fellas up in the hills had started a little corn liquor business. Now, I can't vouch for their properly registering with the township, or their tax status, or anything else along those lines. But before we go shaking down every Girl Scout and lemonade stand proprietor around here, the question begs to be asked. Are these ethics I've been hired to uphold? Shall I descend on every garage cell and overturn tables like Jesus in the temple courts? Kick down the doors of split-tail osteopathy and empty out the bottles of baby oil? I just don't see the sense in it. As if he'd been party to my inner monologue there, Liberace bleated agreement. <laughs> well now, Mr. Laundry, I'm no economist. But if the free market demands innovation, so be it. It ain't free if it's illegal, Laundry said. You know as well as I do, those shiners are choking me out. And you know as well as I do, you're doing nothing about it. Well, Mr. Laundry, I wouldn't say that at all. In fact, I present evidence to the contrary in the fact that I'm here right now. Ain't that right, Laundry? Tell me it ain't, and I'll bet you a Fanta and a order of goddamn mozzarella sticks on it. And that's when he laid it on me. Not my lunch, but the greatest existential threat I'd faced in two decades. I can do you better than that, Sheriff. I'll bet you a job you're doing nothing about it. Because when I get elected Sheriff on Tuesday... I'm going to need someone to watch over this place, and I think you're just the guy. Laundry, what in the cornbread hell are you talking about? I'm tired of you goddamn elitists keeping me under your boot. And next Tuesday, all that's going to change, because I'm officially announcing my can... my... My candidacy for Sheriff of Splittail.
Well, goddamn. The way he'd come out with that, you'd think he was addressing a crowd. But the only sentiment beings in attendance were me and the goat. And for all I knew, maybe even the thing with the asshole face. I guess that means Liberace's supposed to be your first lady. I'll tell you what it means, Sheriff. It means I'll get to do everything you do. Knock over everyone's garbage cans without giving it a thought. Park handicap all over town. Enact your own police discounts at everyone's store. And best of all, Sheriff, I'll get to do what you're best at. Jack shit. Only I'll do just one thing better than that. I'll put a stop to those damn moonshiners up in the hills. And I'll be sitting pretty then, Sheriff. <laughs> because after I get rid of those punks, this place will be packed like the goddamn Smithsonian. Liberace bleated in agreement. Me? Well, if I wasn't such a consummate professional, I might have bleated a little myself. Is that right, Laundry? Well, I've got some news for you, and you'd better listen good, because being the High Sheriff of Splittail has some pretty stiff prerequisites. First off, you gotta have muscles. You gotta have muscles on your muscles. Second, you gotta have a mustache, and that's gotta have muscles on it too. And you stand here before me with your chest all puffed out and expect me to pin my badge on it for you? Well, goddamn, Laundry. I took you for smarter than that. You know what I think, Sheriff? I think if you pulled that pin out of your shirt right now, you'd, you'd deflate like a damn balloon. Just a mustache and an empty suit. That's what I think, Sheriff. Well, being as I'm only a man, an exceptional one maybe, but a man nevertheless, I'll admit my feathers were suitably ruffled. For starters, I was no longer in the mood for laundry shitty mozzarella sticks and thusly canceled my order. Petulant? Maybe just a bit. But in the end, I did the gentlemanly thing and wished laundry luck in his bid for high sheriffdom. Then I used the restroom on my way out and left him an upper decker. That's to say, the race was on. Wally and Ignatius were nice enough fellas, if not a touch provincial. And what kind of crime is it to have your eyeballs a little too far apart or too close together? In Wally's case, it was both. Like the eyes themselves were right next to each other, but he could have been watching the Wyndham Classic and Summer Slam at the same time. Ignatius, well... That's a whole other story. I parked the car and walked out past the clearing toward their house. A tree house, essentially, but just sitting there on the ground with the trees for corner posts. Wally was sitting pantsless in a spackle bucket behind the house when I walked up on him. Man, Sheriff, <laughs> can't you knock? One eye was on me, the other was on his threadbare good housekeeping magazine. You've always been a nice enough fellow, Wally, if not a touch provincial. So tell me, and this is hypothetical, of course, but what would you do if some besotted goat lover meant to break up your operation and put an end to it? Maybe someone with a competing business, for example. 
who maybe didn't appreciate the free market system as much as you or I. Well, sure, can't just wait till after I take my shit. And then came Ignatius, carrying an identical spackle bucket full of corn mash. Clithood, pussy! I'd say, Wally, that we don't have much time at all. See, old Mr. Laundry's challenging my position as sheriff on Tuesday. The implications were so sharp, it cut off his turd like a guillotine. See, all that allowed their burgeoning winery to keep running was my good nature and willingness to accept gratuity. Man, we can talk about hinkiness, friend. God knows it's a chapter in my book. But at the end of the day, the worst thing these two gave my constituents was a mild morning headache and a rhetorical one for laundry. So what was I supposed to do? Put them out of treehouse and home? Wally wiped his ass with a glossy photo of Martha Stewart and dropped it in the bucket. <clears throat> Son of a bitch. You want we should kill him? Clint Hood. Pussy fart. Pussy. Now listen, fellas. If there's one thing I've learned in all my years of law enforcement, it's this. See, once in a while, for the good of everyone, you understand, you gotta enforce the law a little. That's to say, I'm gonna need you two to maybe shut down operations for a while. At least till things cool down. Wally leered at me, with at least one of his eyeballs. Why, you red goddamn communist! What's this, the People's Republic of Split Tail? Look, Ignatius! Look who's caught the red fever! Put that pee-hole! Look, fellas, it ain't like that. I just got it. How'd they get to you, Sheriff? They send a Chinese honeypot to polish your knob for you? I knew it. Bond pay for Well, goddamn. Haven't I always been kind to you folks? Just taking a little tip here and there and looking the other way? Now, what do you think's gonna happen if the owner of the only saloon in town becomes Sheriff Wally? Think he's gonna just look the other way and let you... Uh, look at my... It's the Bolshevik ball. Here to control the means of production. How do you enjoy serfdom, Ignatius? You like it so far? Vagina hole. What's next? Toss us in the gulag, Sheriff? Or do you prefer Emperor? Gonna, gonna, gonna re-educate Ignatius over here? You're doing such a good job of being a tyrant. I, I figure it's time to jail some defectors. Here, I'll make it easy for you. Do me. Go ahead. He put his hands around his back for me. Well, goddamn, I said. So much for a friendly visit. And that was that. Well, it was almost that anyway. On the way out, I turned up the gas on a particularly stinky still. Almost immediately, the clear drops turned brown and the stench intensified. Petulant? Maybe just a bit. Because if there's one thing I've learned in all my years of tyranny, it's this. Sometimes you just gotta take matters into your own hands. Also, Chekhov's gun rule does apply. I pulled in front of Yolanda's and honked the horn. I'll admit it might have been a touch rude of a honk on account of the mood I was in. And that was probably on account of how bad I slept the night before. Dreams of the stars falling, buildings burning, the decline of civilization, the hinkiest Brunos you could imagine rising to power. Like someone had turned up the gas on hell and the stinking sulfurous ward was bubbling up onto earth. Through some infernal rift in Split Tail County of all places, God's most cherished doodle on the bathroom stall of earth. 
That's to say, my dreams were bad. I didn't get laid not even once. Out came Dingle, still buttoning his shirt, a little twinkle in his eye. On closer inspection, though, it looked like the twinkle might have been coming from his mouth. Morning, Sheriff. Thanks for the lift. It had indeed been coming from his mouth. His teeth were somehow bedazzled, gold with little gemstones on them. Seeing I was regarding him almost like Laundry's asshole-faced beaver, he smiled widely. The gemstone spelled out the word law. Dingle, do I really need to ask? It's called a grill, Sheriff. Yolanda got it for me for my birthday. <laughs> See how it says law? She's gonna get you one too, Sheriff. She just needs to mold your teeth is all. Yours is gonna say order. It's not often I'm rendered speechless, mind you. But I found my deputy and I were somewhat removed in the sense of fashion. The awful nice of Yolanda, right? These things are expensive. God knows how many dogs she had to walk to afford it. And this, Sheriff. Dingle pulled a brand new gun out of what must have been a brand new holster because it was near the size of a toaster oven. Ain't it nice, Sheriff? It's custom made. Now, I'd always suggested Dingle ought to trade his 357 for the standard issue 38, but Yolanda had other ideas, I suppose. It was a Smith & Wesson 50 caliber with a 6-inch barrel and bedazzled pink grips. The kind of thing you'd use to stop a stampeding grizzly bear, either because you shot him or he was worried you'd fuck him in the ass. Dingle, I'm trying to think of a clever way to address all this. Some polite way to suggest you're either extremely impressionable, mildly retarded, or both. Well, what do you mean by that, Sheriff? Oh, nothing, I said. Because if there's one thing I've learned in all my years of law enforcement, it has to be this. Love is blind, and impressionable, and mildly retarded. In support of my thesis, the starry-eyed deputy missed entirely what was going on at our six. The blue Yugo creeping up in front of Yolanda's house just the second we rounded the bend. Nor did he notice when I went straight into town instead of taking the usual left at Albuquerque. And that's Albuquerque Avenue for all you Bugs Bunny fans. Man, I should have become a dog walker myself, Sheriff. I'd have been making the big bucks, just like her. Well, Deputy, if old Laundry has his way, that just might be your next move. Why's that? Adding some dogs to the petting zoo? But as we pulled into the square there, I found I could save my breath. It was Laundry out in front of the saloon standing behind a makeshift whiskey barrel podium and a whole bunch of people gathered around to listen to him. I parked nice and quiet for once, and we got out. And when I assume the seat of high sheriff, I'll be enacting my equity and inclusion program in Split Tower, ensuring every man, woman, and child, but especially the disenfranchised ones, has access to essential services also, 50% off mozzarella sticks on Tuesdays. Well, goddamn, I said. Now, I say that a whole lot, but this time I meant it. Uh, did I say Tuesdays? Well, damn, forgive me. What I meant to say was Tuesdays and Wednesdays. A more enthusiastic cheer this time. 
All right, all right. Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. And if you're black or queer, Thursdays too. No cheer this time. Uh, all right. If, if you're anybody. That seemed to help. You hear that, Sheriff? Is that on top of the discount? There ain't gonna be a discount, Dingle. There ain't gonna be a sheriff discount, because the guy selling them means to be sheriff. Well, damn, Sheriff. That don't seem right. I, I will make every millionaire in Splittail pay their fair share. Did you know how many tax dollars come from millionaires and billionaires in Splittail? Zero. Not a one. Booze through the crowd. Even Liberace popped up. You hear that, Sheriff? No wonder we can't get cotton pants. <laughs> and, and with my great leap forward initiative, I will drastically lower the price of alcohol for split-tail residents by season all farmland. <laughs> also, free nachos every Friday. Max one per table. Man, I could sure use some nachos right now, Sheriff. Cheers all around. It's like Confucius used to say, bury the lead in nachos and you won't even find it till you're halfway done. Myself, I've been picking apart the cheese and chips of society for 20 years, and if there wasn't a copy of Politics for Dummies on Old Laundry's toilet tank, I'd happily eat my hat. And maybe a copy of mine counts under that for all I knew. What I could establish was the purpose of Laundry's little collectivization racket. Plenty of corn for free nachos, and more importantly, none of it going into steals up in the mountain. Job security in some sense of the term. All this I'd let simmer in the old brain pan for a bit to help cook up my next move. But there was also something else on my mind. A side plot for all you Bugs Bunny fans. Unrelated, Dingle. You know anyone who drives a Yugo around here perchance? One guy, sure. Only one I've ever seen around here. Yolanda's cousin, DeAndre. Damn thing has a Corvette engine crammed into it. Can you believe it? Why do you ask? Oh, just curious, I said. He looked at me a little funny just then, the poor bastard with his teeth all a sparkle and his fancy new gun and half the sense of Putt-Putt Ken's diabetic feet. My own senses crawled like an ant-covered french fry. A nation in decline, a people in debauchery, who'd sell their souls for an order of nachos just as quick as they'd cram a Corvette engine in a Yugo. It was time to put on the armor of God. No reason, just wondering. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, with Laundry Saloon suddenly the hip spot and split tail, the radio was quiet as ever for the time being. Perfect time for a little introspection and some exposition to go along with it, I figure. With Dingle 20 winks into his afternoon nap there, my eyes wandered from the post-speech social to my visor overhead, whereupon the old Polaroid photo still remained. Summer. Summer sausage. Love of my life. The one who got away for all you proverb lovers. Maybe she'd sensed all this coming. These city sensibilities trickling their way down into the country. Creeping along the ground like an infernal White Castle fart. Maybe she'd gone up there to get ahead of it. Who knows? Maybe moving up in the world meant to be the one making the stink yourself. In any case, the draw of Schenectady was too much to resist. The bright lights. The paved streets. The funny accents, just like they use on TV. What could I have done to stop her, you ask? I ask myself the same question every day of my life. And she had left me here with nothing but this picture and the wrapper of her last panty liner. Took me five years to throw out that wrapper. Five more, and I've still got this photo. Sure, I've considered throwing it out, too. But it feels to me like some ticket to be redeemed if she ever does come back. Like I could flash it at her and we'd pick up just right where we left off. Maybe I'm clinging to some sort of hope. But line up all our great philosophers like Confucius or Shatner or any other guys you see on TV. And I'm sure they'll tell you the same thing as I will. Better a bitter clinger than a hinky Bruno. Or a lousy screw. Or a two-bit twist, or a ten-horn torpedo, or a political hack for that matter. So saying, my rightful place was here in Split Tail, God's little stretch mark on the armpit of the earth. So said, I farted just as loud as I could to wake up Dingle. No more ice pops, Mama. <laughs> Sheriff? Dingle, I never thought I'd utter these words in my life. But we're going to have to do some politics to keep our jobs. I couldn't tell if it was the fart that hit him or the distaste of my last statement. But he looked just like I felt, and I couldn't blame him for it. Even old Summer, from her Polaroid perch above me, seemed to look down in pity. Or was it encouragement? For all I knew, that perpetual smile up there could have been both. Even back then, when she'd put it on for the camera, but, like they always say, the Freedom Tree is watered with the blood of sheriffs. 
as if I hadn't already opened a vein for this damn town. Debating never was a strong suit of mine, and by that I mean I'd never precisely done it before. I've heard you were supposed to picture your opponent in his underwear, but in Mr. Laundry's case, that'd be downright distasteful. Most often when I encountered disagreement, I'd just give my badge a little tap and be done with it. The idea of tapping thin air after 20 years was just unthinkable. Needless to say, I'd prepared in earnest. There was already a good crowd in place by the time Dingle and I rolled up. So many people willing to post up from their couches and porch swings was a bad sign in itself. Why would anyone at all want change when things were perfectly fine to begin with? It was an idea that could never come from within. It had to be planted there like a seed, watered with cheap beer and diluted house whiskey, by a man without so many as three wispy mustache hairs, and half of that on his balls. God help us. We took our places behind our respective whiskey barrels. I met eyes with Dingo out there in the crowd, and the look on his face said it all. Undignified indeed, but it needed to be done. Our objective and unaffiliated moderator, Clarissa, introduced my challenger and I, and presented the first question. Mr. Laundry, you said you support food and beer security for the citizens of Split Tail. Would you elaborate on that? Our good citizens have fallen victim to the evils of capitalism. I'd I say each according from his... <laughs> from each accordance of cheap beer. Predictable approval from the crowd. Opiate of the masses. And Mr. Ball, you've often said you've learned a lot from your 20-plus years of law enforcement experience. If re-elected, how will you let that experience guide you? I can proudly say I put forth my reply without the assistance of a single written note. I'd rehearsed quite extensively, you understand. Standing in the mirror in my underwear, no less. I've got just a couple of questions for laundry there. First off, just how long has it been since you fucked Liberace in the ass? It doesn't exactly make a sound when people's ears prick up, but if it did, you'd hear a whole lot of it just then. Moving forward. Secondly, is it true you drink half of the whiskey in there yourself? and then piss in the bottles to fill them back up? And lastly, can you confirm or deny that you do indeed give little boys candy to spit in your mouth? Because if you do indeed do that, that's downright disgusting, and certainly disqualifying of your bid to become sheriff of this fine town. You've never heard such quiet in the bustling town square as I heard just then. A kind of quiet I knew could be good or bad. It worked on Dingle, I'd say. He looked pale and about to vomit, and something occurred to me that second. If he did indeed toss his cookies, it might serve to reinforce my accusations. I pressed on. And tell me this, Laundry. Is it true you lick the bar stools in there after the bikers leave? And that you fart through all the bar rags just to see what it smells like? And how you flip the patties with the same spatula you scratch your ass with? Cause I'm not judging, Laundry, but I'd say that's somewhat unbefitting of a public official. What say you about that, Laundry? 
For a minute there, Laundry didn't know whether to push back, change course, or what. None of that's true, he eventually came out with. The Laundry dust protests too much, I countered. Ron Ball is no sheriff. He's nothing but a glorified man of leisure, the same as he has been all twenty-some years of his reign. <laughs> this man wouldn't know public service if it hit him in the face. That's why the jail cell is full of nothing but his old bowling trophies. While I did wonder how he knew about my bowling trophies, I wasn't about to let him off the defensive. Kind of you to compliment how well run our little town is, Laundry. Lowest incarceration rate anywhere. Now, I don't know who you plan on incarcerating, Mr. Goat Lover, but no one deserves a spot next to my bowling trophies more than you. Is that right? And what's you gonna lock me up for? For caring about my citizens' well-being? Far from it, Laundry. For starters, try international sex trafficking. Intentional spreading of herpes in old age homes. Not one thing you're saying has a damn ounce of truth to it. Hell, Laundry, the only reason I ain't got you locked up right now is I'm afraid of what you'd do with my bowling trophies. Knowing you, you'd probably grease it up and stick it where you keep your burger spatula. And I've got some big ones, mind you. You... You lying, dirty, lazy, no good. And I'm so damn forgiven, Laundry. I'll tell you what. I've been willing all these years to give you the benefit of the doubt, because I believe in the inherent good of every one of God's children. The only thing I struggle with, Laundry, and I pray every day that you break free from this affliction, is how you sneak off to the farm at night and pleasure yourself with handfuls of warm sheep shit. Dingle barfed before Laundry could even react. A space opened around him like an impact crater. It's lies! It's nothing but dirty lies! It was too late. Attacks of proximity vomiting on the cusp of the crater spread the crowd out further. Inevitably, it spread like a contagion. Prospective voters everywhere yakking up their breakfast. Clarissa dropped her microphone and barfed up a pancake. Or maybe it was a Pop-Tart. Either way, the debate was over. I knew you were a dirty son of a bitch, Sheriff. Well, that's pretty sharp criticism there, Mr. Goat Lover. I sure hope no one gets cut. Liberace bleated agreement. Well, the gloves are off now, Sheriff. And this ain't over. As far as I'm concerned, you can head back to the cop shop and start cleaning out your desk. To make room for your liquor? Or were you planning to have a bar installed? If looks could kill, let me tell you. So I made my way through the melee, gathered up the deputy and put him back in the car. And just for my own amusement, I keyed up to give dispatch a little update. Frankie, this is Unit 1, do you copy? Copy Unit 1. Frankie, I'd like to report a murder. Unit 1, are you all right? Come back. Just a figurative one, Frankie. No assistance needed. Over. Smartass. You hear that one, Deputy? I said. <sighs> Sheriff, 
All that stuff you said. Was any of that true? Well, now, Deputy, if there's one thing I've learned in all my years of law enforcement, it's surely this. The end always justifies the means. And if you've got to be a little figurative now and then, well... With a check in the W column and a little ways off from lunch yet, there was a small matter I cared to attend to. A side plot for all you bookish types. I swung the cruiser around and weaved through a few piles of barf. Back on the road, this time I did make the left on Albuquerque. Down past the putt-putt where old Ken did the funky worm around the solitary flagstick. The ancient cars moldering away with their yellowed price tags. Past the Dollar Admiral with their tubs of Chinese doodads and fancy vinyl undergarments. Past the so-called dry-ass reservoir, where the faint whiff of meat and hot lint let me know all was well at split-tailed taco and dry-cleaning. A day like any other. Hell, the way things looked out here, you'd hardly know there was a war going on. A war for the very soul of split-tail. And that's me, in case you weren't clear on it. Laundry only meant to dress up like me. And I'm no biblical scholar, mind you, but I'm pretty sure this whole thing was in the book of Revelations. I'd be damned if I was gonna let Laundry pour out his bowl of piss on my town, or even so much as fart in my farina. Because if there's one thing I've learned in all my years of law enforcement, it's this. There comes a time when a man has to choose a side. But back to the side plot. I found DeAndre's Hugo right where I expected, parked right in front of the fire hydrant by Yolanda's little duplex. There it sat, a spray-painted metaphor of Dingle's love life, pieced together from odd parts made somehow to function by its own rules of physics. A post-communist powder keg on, a cultural abomination, and for just a split second there, not even long enough to jot it down in my mind, I fully understood the world's problems. Then, just as fast, it all slipped away. I hate when that happens. Well, look at that, Dingle said. DeAndre's over to visit. Want to get that dental mold done? Well, might do, Dingle. But do me a favor and just stay put for a minute. I want to go check something. He gave me a kind of coy look, like I might be planning a surprise party for him. His birthday was just around the corner, after all. Only I didn't guess it was going to be that happy of one. Okay, Sheriff. I'll just stay put. Won't even look. Good man. I got out of the car and walked around the right side of the building, Yolanda's half being the unit on the left. I crept along the back, careful not to step on the cigarette-stuffed beer cans and random detritus back there. Then I took off my hat and stood on tippy-toe to peek in the rear window. DeAndre was over for a visit, all right. But what I saw through that infernal window was no family affair. Well, maybe in some sense of the word it was, but you sure couldn't watch it on CBS. In short, the second my imitation Ray-Bans cleared the seal, our eyes met. My two and Yolanda's one. I was staring directly into the abyss. Rimmed by little heart tattoos and cigarette burns and hills and valleys of cratered flesh. And flailing underneath her like some kind of angry crustacean trying to shuck a clam, there lay the driver of the Yugo himself, Yolanda's cousin in the flesh. And by in the flesh, I mean to say he certainly was. 
Further downrange, Yolanda's head was going up and down like an oil derrick. Well, maybe it wasn't exactly in short like I said it'd be, but attention to detail separates the amateurs from the professionals. That said, I also took note of the crack pipe on the table, a gilded suitcase with multicolored dildos, and most notably, the pull-down ironing board there in the kitchenette. Fancy accessory, I thought. Very fancy indeed. Having gotten the eyeful I half expected, I made my way back to the car. I opened the door and sat down. I looked at Dingle, grateful as ever for my mirrored sunglasses. I took a deep breath, but all that wanted to come out of me was a fart. Everything a-okay, Sheriff? Well, Deputy, if there's one thing I've learned in all my years of law enforcement, it has to be this. It's all relative. And that wasn't even a pun concerning Yolanda's supposed cousin. It's just that I've learned a whole lot of things in my years of law enforcement, and when I don't know what else to say, I tend to bring them up. Fair enough, Sheriff. Don't even tell me. I promise I'll be surprised. Oh, you will, Deputy. I don't doubt that even one little bit. In fact, I think you'll be just as surprised as surprise can get. That done, it was off to get some tacos. Because even as the moon above turned red as blood, even as star wormwood plummeted from the heavens, even as St. John himself gave Splittail the big told you, told you, don't want to scold you, there was one indelible truth that could not be changed. Noon is lunch. Pronouncing Dingle High Sheriff in charge for the afternoon, I changed my polyester vestments for a split-tail tuxedo, denim from rooter to tutor, and back into the hills I went. I had stickers printed up at split-tail print and prophylactics, and with Wally's kind endorsement, these would be placed on every bottle distributed. And before you go accusing me of getting a little ahead of myself, let me remind you, wearing blue is supposed to make you more convincing. And with my new tact in mind, I meant to do just that. It was a steamy split-tail evening, even up here in the mountain. Something new in the usual stink coming off the camp. Something acrid and tangy. If I was one of those sommelier types, I'd probably have a better word for it. For all I knew, Wally and Iggy were cooking up a kind of heady bouquet with maybe notes of codfish and a greasy finish. Maybe so, but to me it kinda smelled like shit. And out came Wally in his signature overalls. I couldn't tell if he was looking at me, Ignatius, or to both of us. Either way, he didn't seem pleased. Well, look here, Iggy. If it ain't Chairman now, let me guess. You're declaring this mountain eminent domain? <laughs> Shit fought. Now, wait just a second before you start up on me with this and that. First off, I'll have you note that I'm wearing all blue. And second, I've got a whole change of tact in mind I think you'll appreciate. Is that right? What do you think, Iggy? You think Sheriff Popot's telling the truth? I have my doubts. <laughs> Pussy. Well, all right. So what's your change of tact, Sheriff? See, cause Iggy and I, we got one too. <laughs> With craft brews all the rage, we got some real fancy stuff brewing up. <laughs> Is that a fact? 
That's right. I come up with all the recipes. Iggy names them. Iggy, tell the sheriff what that one's called. He pointed to a capped spackle bucket that looked close to bursting, dried green foam crawling down the sides like a gas station toilet. <laughs> Shit tits. Craft hooch, Molly said. Shit tits. Craft hooch. Well, that's all right, I said. In fact, I'd like to announce that you boys have my total endorsement. And with fancy drinks like that in town, I think Splittail could become a regular metropolis. Hell, I think Splittail could become the next Connectedy. Well, ain't that the berries? <laughs> what do you think about that, Iggy? <laughs> We'd need a whole new wardrobe. Pussy! I think whatever you're wearing, gentlemen, that'd become your new wardrobe. And just to show I'm telling you the truth, I had these stickers here printed to put on your bottles. Just to show your new craft brewery is above board and fully endorsed by no less than myself. I presented Wally with the stack of nice stickers I had printed. A big star background, just like my badge, with the rather fetching visades of yours truly in the middle, with a little Photoshop to make my mustache perfect. Underneath read, we endorse Ron Ball for sheriff. And underneath that, my little slogan I'd cooked up. Laundry. Pervert. Rapist. Goat fucker. Not my sheriff. Wally got a good eye full and looked up at me. At least I thought he was looking at me. And where on here does it say you're endorsing us, Ball? Because uh, it looks to me like we're scratching your back <laughs> and you're scratching your ass. <laughs> Shit. Uh, shitballs. That's what I think, Iggy. I think Sheriff Shitballs is out here looking for useful idiots. <laughs> trying to make two enterprising young businessmen his political puppets. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, Ball. <laughs> you can call up your pal, Kim Jong-un, <laughs> and stick these on his ass. Well, once you got a guy like Wally fermenting, it takes a while to cool off. I took my stickers and headed back down the mountain. Back to the old drawing board for you Looney Tunes fans. And despite my clear victory earlier on, I couldn't help but feel defeated. Maybe it was just late in the day and I hadn't had my dinner yet. Maybe it was Summer staring down at me with that disappointed look of hers. It looked different depending on the circumstances, you know. Kind of like Mona Lisa, but with a few more trips to the Olive Garden. I woke with the start at exactly two minutes to midnight. The irony wasn't lost on me. I brushed the breadcrumbs off my chest and got up and turned off the TV set. There was no going back to sleep, not with so much on my mind. Plots, subplots, side plots. I was never much of a reader, but if there's one thing I've learned in all my years of law enforcement, it's this. A good cop can always read between the lines. I put on my old Iron Maiden shirt and got in my car and headed out toward town. Made the ride on Albuquerque, past the putt-putt with the old cars all huddled against the night, past the darkened windows of the Dollar Admiral, past the dry-ass reservoir, and down toward Yolanda's neighborhood, where I stopped a good fifty yards short of her duplex. No Hugo, of course. Didn't hit a single garbage can, either. I was in stealth mode. I walked around back and stood on tippy-toe in the window. There was an episode of Barnaby Jones on TV, but muted. Perched on an empty planter, I could see the form of two people asleep on the fold-out futon. Well, more like two and a half people. 
Regardless, I carefully climbed the porch steps and tried the door handle. You know, if there was one thing Dingle ought to have learned in his limited law enforcement experience, you'd think it'd be this. Doors lock for a reason. Then again, his being here in the first place was a plain wonder to me. The door squeaked a little bit, but it was no match for Yolanda snoring. And there was the deputy, clinging onto her back like a baby possum. The futon was bent considerably in her direction. Had to be good timber under there. Old growth hickory. Dingle's teeth decoration grinned at me from a rock's glass on the table. One of them farted as I tiptoed by and I stopped in my tracks. Yolanda by the sound of it. Not a forensic analysis by any means, but I can sure tell a piccolo from a French horn. Dingle shifted a bit. The fart probably hit him in dreamland. They were both safely out for the count, and I made my way to the fold-up ironing board I'd seen from the window. I undid the latch and let it down slowly. Then I felt in the wall for the little panel I knew was there. I lifted it. There was no way to know precisely what the bundles contained, dark as it was, but it sure wasn't powdered dog treats. Quite the supplement to a burgeoning dog walker business. I believe this one would be categorized under other income, and if you're wondering whether the man getting farted on was Annie the Wiser, you can put that to bed right along with them. I knew Dingle better than that. I also knew it was going to be a sad state of affairs when I had to break his little heart. That settled, I was out of there before you could say unlawful entry. It was in the wee hours of election eve and the fate of the universe was soon to be decided. You'd think I'd be awful stressed out about that, but when I slipped back in the bed, a kind of calm came over me. I'd gotten my figurative house in order, settled all my side plots and the like. The rest was out of my hands. No amount of name-calling, mud-slinging, chicken-flipping, or whatever you wanted to call it. None of it would make the slightest difference. Whatever forces threatened to turn my life on its head, there's no resisting such power by worldly means. Not even old-growth hickory could stand up to it, let alone a man like me, magnificent as I am. Even I, who couldn't keep his own woman for the draw of the big city. No mustache in the world was that gorgeous. No siree, there's a mustache above all others, one you don't need to photoshop. Clearly, I'd been made in his image, more so than other people anyway. And if he wanted me where I was, you'd be hard-pressed to move into my place. Harder-pressed than the deputy's polyester pants. Now, it was time for a kinder, gentler sheriff. A sheriff who took the high road and spoke the truth. A benevolent leader, with all the grace and honesty and integrity that people deserved. Amen, I said, and I was asleep before the witching hour, whenever that is. The town square was the perfect representation of the incoming storm, Bedlam. It seemed everyone from here to Cooter County had coalesced on Laundry Saloon, a thrumming mass of humanity, the kind in which law and order was a tentative concept. And here at the edge of it stood the shadow of a man, and at that shadow's feet stood I, like an old statue on the verge of being toppled. 
This was intended to be Laundry's last rally. Me? I was here solely to carry out my duty. A giant banner, which could only have been printed by split-tail print and prophylactics I noted with disdain, depicted the drunken barman in poorly photoshopped sheriff's attire. The lush even had my sunglasses on. He had a leash with Liberace on it in his left hand and a beer in his right, holding it up like he was toasting to town. Laundry had dragged the beaver with the asshole face out of the bar and repurposed it as a kind of carnival exhibit. A sign nearby read, Francis the Freedom Beaver, pet me for two dollars. Nearby sat an empty coffee can. All over the square were empty bottles and Dixie cups. Pete O'Connell from the hardware store, Dan from the pizza parlor, and some drunk I didn't recognize were playing leapfrog in the square. Helen from the tape rental place was bouncing on one leg trying to peel her pantyhose off. Even the leap from the 7-Eleven had come by. He was standing there in his boxer shorts with a 40-ounce of malt liquor duct tape to each hand, furiously taking swigs from each in turn. Watching and laughing uproariously were Will and Billy McMillan from the luxury mobile estates. Boys, what in the hell's going on here? I asked. Oh, hey, Sheriff. <laughs> the leap here never played Edward Forty Hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we told him it's how you become a real American. Well, goddamn. <laughs> Say, they're giving out free shots. <laughs> yeah, got me all sorts of fucked up. Shots? Shots of what? Causing frog water. <laughs> Some weird-ass booze. Tastes like snake shit, but man, there just might be snake shit in it, actually. Well, I see y'all darn three of you, Sheriff. It says if he wins the election, there'll be dollar shots in promiscuity. That right, I said. Now where the hell did he get this so-called frog water? <laughs> Search me. I've just been drinking it, Sheriff. Everyone has. It was true. Everywhere I looked, someone had a little Dixie cup. And when I traced them back to the source, I got my next unpleasant surprise. Wally and Ignatius in their brand new laundry for sheriff shirts, pouring out cups of hooch for everyone in line. Step right up for your frog water, folks. <laughs> Our brand new craft hooch, now available exclusively at Laundry Saloon. Free shot with every pit and zoo ticket. Pussy, pussy farts, dicks, dicks and pussies. Ha <laughs> ha, pussy. Well, goddamn. I know I just said that a paragraph ago, but I was plumb lost for words. The crafty prick had switched rails on me. If I had hoped to defend the shine business, if only for political purposes, that weapon was now gone. The socialization of Splittail was in full swing. I should have sensed this coming that day on Laundry's farm years back. All his whining and complaining about never getting ahead. Killing Chester Sims over a chicken making up a story that the departed was having non-consensual relations with his poor innocent showgoat. Who'd ever tell such a bald-faced lie, you ask? A hinky goddamn Bruno, that's who. A dirty communist goat fucker. And I decided that moment I wasn't backing off a damn inch. <coughs> the sound of a gavel got everyone's attention and they all kind of froze like you'd press pause on a frenzied adult video. Old Laundry stood there, grinning behind his whiskey barrel. This he had now decorated with a mounted fish beneath which read, If I'd kept my mouth shut, I'd still be swimming. 
The gavel was a corkscrew. Hear ye, hear ye. Thank ye all for coming this afternoon. This election, without a doubt, is the most consequential in all of human history. Today, we stand on the precipice of absolute destruction. Conversely, if you vote for me, everything will be terrific. The difference between me and my opponent could not be more glaring. I offer is what I offer is cheap booze for every man, woman, and child. A utopia on earth. What Sheriff Ball offers is more of the same. Well, hold on one minute, I said. You just hold on one stinking minute. I marched up to his makeshift podium there. He looked like he hadn't expected to see me, as if I'd be so busy sheriffing I'd happily sit back and let him steal my job. Well, looky here. If it ain't my very opponent, my opponent who, if left in place, would support prohibition in this very town, the Tri-County of Split Town. How does that sound to all of you? Jeers from the crowd, all thoroughly inebriated and vulnerable to suggestion. I wouldn't allow it. I pulled a nearby barrel to stand by him and got behind it. Official-like. The rise of Mr. Laundry here was prophesied in the book of Revelation. A great man rises from the sea, speaks great words against the Most High, and seeking to change times and laws. This man, good citizens, is the Antichrist. Plus, I'm pretty sure he fucks Liberace in the ass. The goat bleated. The timing couldn't have been better. Nonsense. But what else could you expect from a man who professes to be high sheriff, but spends half his day on lunch break? It's no wonder our jails are empty. Why, criminals wander our streets. There are so many folks, you can't even see them. You can't tell them from your own friends and neighbors. There are probably... There are probably dangerous criminals in this crowd right now, and you wouldn't even know it. And that's the state of your almighty high sheriff has left us in. Tomorrow, after you elect me high sheriff... That all changes. The crowd were all looking around as if someone might pull out a knife. Then out of detention came a new voice, a welcome release of pressure. Hey, y'all, listen. There's only one way to settle this. <laughs> it was DeAndre of all people. Inexplicably, he produced a large boombox and set it between the whiskey barrels. Shit, <laughs> it's a rap battle, bitches. Give me the track. <laughs> With an enthusiastic cheer from the crowd, he went ahead and hit the play button. I could see the felt-covered speakers shaking from the bass-heavy beat. And like that, the crowd took on a whole new attitude. Dan stopped mid-leapfrog. Well, he landed first, but then he stopped after that. 
A dark patch was spreading in the center of Deleep's boxer shorts, but neither Macmillan took notice. Well, I don't think Deleep noticed either. Laundry and I looked at each other. I suppose we were both a little worried our meticulous political arguments might be cheapened by the spectacle. But if there's one thing I've learned in all my years of law enforcement, it has to be this. The market sets the price. Uh, I'm Sheriff Ball and I'm here to say, Laundry fucks goats every goddamn day. Front ways, back ways, north and south. Laundry fucks goats in the ass and mouth. Uh. Oh, snap. That shit was dope. What you got, son? Hmm. <laughs> You're up. Well, I figure Laundry was trying to think of something that rhymed with equity and inclusion. That was a tricky one. I couldn't come up with anything myself. So, in the interest of fair play, I thought I'd give him a little more time to think about it. Laundry fucks goats till the cows come home. Then he fucks cows when the goats are done. Then he fucks pigs cause he's tired of cows. Then he fucks goats cause he's still aroused. Ha <laughs> ha, shit. You got burned, son. Gonna let him get away with that? Hmm. This is just this ridiculous. It's supposed to be my rally. Why the hell is this even happening? Laundry fucks pigeons and baby birds. Then he fucks chickens and other birds. Uh. Then he fucks babies and homeless men. Then he fucks turkeys and goats again. Huh. <laughs> he schooled your ass, son. <laughs> what you gonna do? Well, goddamn. Uh, uh, well, goddamn. Uh, uh, well, goddamn. Turn that off. Turn that damn boombox off. <laughs> Laundry kills hookers and drinks their blood. Laundry eats cow pies and tugs his pud. Laundry crams hamsters right up his ass. Laundry is... A gunshot quickly put an end to my dope rhymes. Just as I was getting warmed up, too. The boombox lay between us in pieces, and Laundry quickly stuffed the revolver back in his belt. DeAndre was despondent. Motherfucker! That was my jam, man. <laughs> and as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted, I... But it was too late. The gunshot had sent the closest of the crowd running, and everyone else seemed to be taking the hint. The square was clearing out faster than the barfing incident. What didn't help matters was everyone was smashed on Wally's frog water. It was a kind of nuclear reaction taking place. It was pandemonium. Wait! Wait, everyone! Don't forget! Vote laundry! Laundry for sheriff, everyone! But it was too late, and when the crowd cleared, the only one left was Dingle, standing there in his boxer shorts with a 40-ounce taped to each hand. Ah, Dingle. That's just plain undignified. Hey! Good rapping, sheriff! You know, if there's one thing I've learned in all my years of law enforcement, it's got to be this. You've got to plan ahead. Especially when it comes to important things like voting. A good way to do that, I figure, is not to drink so excessively the day before. Particularly strange stuff some wall-eyed idiot hands you in a Dixie cup. 
See, for all the heat I brought in this election cycle, the heat that helped me most was right under Wally's funny-smelling steel. And whatever swampy debitage they'd been fermenting in there when I turned up the gas a few days ago, enough of it had boiled up to cause the biggest diarrhea pandemic Splittail had seen since the 1997 fishhole drinking contest. So much for building a new metropolis. I can't say if the clerk herself had partaken of Wally's new cocktail, but even if she had, the votes were sparse enough to count on the John. More specifically, I won re-election by a count of three to one, and I'm not talking about ratios here, although I guess that'd be accurate too. I mean literally three votes to one. Laundry versus me, Dingle, and wouldn't you know it, Yolanda. Everyone else was stuck home shitting. Whether the rap battle incident had any effect at all, we may never know. Like I've explained, even our greatest efforts pale in comparison to the will of God. Well, as in any great tale of good and evil, the villain is undone by his own fatal flaw. Thusly, Splittail would soon return to homeostasis. Every colon would resume its natural state of osmosis. And me? I'd go on the same as I always had. With this fancy star on my chest and this nice butter knife on my belt, which as far as I was concerned might as well be just that, because I didn't plan to use it anytime soon. As for Wally and his little friend there, you might expect I'd come down on them with some kind of retribution, but no, I don't think that'll be necessary. First off, it'd only verify that Wally was right, that the good old sheriff has an authoritarian streak. Secondly, people enjoy his fine product, at least his more conventional offerings, a regulation or two on his more exotic liqueurs might be in order now that the whole thing was through with, at least till the next cycle. Speaking of quality control, my first order of legislation was better mozzarella sticks, and the deputy and I wasted no time springing that one on our old pal. Just think, Laundry, you think this place is hopping now? Wait till you make the necessary upgrades. They'll be lining up around the block, Laundry. Just you wait. Liberace bleated. It sounded kind of accusatory. Well, I'm sorry about all that, Liberace. I didn't mean to say that about Laundry and you having relations and such, because I'm sure none of that happened at all. Because Liberace's not even your type, ain't that right, Laundry? Ain't that just as right as right can get? He dropped our beers on the table and went back behind the bar. I can't blame him for not feeling chatty this afternoon. After all, I'd extended the sheriff's discount just a little bit. To keep up with inflation, you understand. But all the better. Now that Dingle and I had some privacy, there was another matter I needed to attend to. And I'm sure you can imagine, I was not looking forward to it. At least my old pal was already sitting down. <clears throat> Dingle, I've got some good news and some bad news. Uh, which one you want first? Sheriff, things are so good right now I can't picture what the bad news might be. Glad to hear it, Deputy. So why do I have to be the one giving the status updates? You report to me last I checked, so let me have it. Well, Yolanda's real proud of us winning the election, Sheriff. On account of that, and my birthday on top of it, she says she's gonna do something real special for me tonight. Well, I'd ask what that is, Dingle, but I'm truly afraid of the answer. 
It's just magical, Sheriff. You know when you're a little itchy and you kind of do that pinch and roll thing? Like when you pinch a little bit of your sack and kind of roll it between your fingers? Yeah. Wait. Hold on a second, Dingle. Are you telling me Yolanda knows how to do that? His grin said it all. <clears throat> you mean to tell me Yolanda knows how to do the pinch and roll, Dingle? A lady? He kind of leaned in then, unnecessary because we were the only two in there, beside the goat and asshole beaver, of course. First, she'll make me jerk chicken. Then after that, she'll pour me a big glass of milk and put on Barnaby Jones. Then we'll lie there watching Barnaby Jones all night, and she'll do the pinch and roll on me till I fall asleep. And when she does that, Sheriff, I'm just the happiest man on earth. Well, goddamn, I said. And suddenly, I didn't feel much like telling him the bad news. And why should I? Best case scenario, I'd really spoil his evening. Worst case, I'd have to clean out the jail cell back at the station and stuff her into it. And where would I put all my old bowling trophies? No, I couldn't. There was just no sense in it. Never mind that, Sheriff. What was all that news you wanted to tell me? Oh, for the life of me, Dingo, I just can't remember what it was. Can't be that important since it slipped my mind so easily. And the good news, well, yours just blew mine out of the water. It's a damn fine day in Split Tail, Sheriff. That it is, Deputy. Just as fine as fine can get. And it certainly was, at least from where we were sitting. My disgraced opponent returned to our table and sat down our substandard cuisine. And with that defeated look on his face, I just felt so damn bad for him. So I thought I'd say something real nice to make him feel better. You know what I like best about you, Laundry? You're a goddamn unifier. Since you made nice with the shiners up in the mountain there, I think things are going to be just ducky from here on out. I think you've got one hell of a political career ahead of you, Laundry. And if you ever run for president of the Ron Ball fan club, I'll tell you what, you've got my vote. Much obliged, Sheriff. And he went on back to polish glasses, wipe the counter, fuck birds, or whatever the hell he did back there. None of my business when it comes down to it. To each according to his needs, right? I noticed something else then. Dingle didn't have his teeth in today. The fancy ones, I mean. Where's the grill, deputy? You out of effervescent tablets? You know what, Sheriff? They're not really my style. But it's the thought that counts, right? Maybe I'll just wear them on special occasions. Far enough, I said. Maybe to the next rap battle. You still want yours, Sheriff? Yours was supposed to say... Order. I remember, Dingle. And I like the word in itself, just not as some flashy ornament. See, law is the rules of man, but order is the law of the universe. To me, it is, anyway. And the real order of things is completely out of our hands. It's no more my fault Summer's up in Schenectady than it is that Laundry stuck behind that bar. It's the reason Yolanda does what she does. Wally does what he does, and I do what I do. And wouldn't you know it, the sun still manages to rise on split tail every single morning. To take credit for any of that would be plain immodesty, and by now you know I don't go for that. You know, 
If there's one thing I've learned in all my years of law experience, it has to be this. A sheriff's work is never done. It'd be foolish of me to get it done then, wouldn't it? Hell, I'd be out of a job. And that was Election Day by author Jeff Sturdivant. <laughs> a good reminder why things tend to work out the way they're supposed to. <laughs> so that little thing you're so worried about, friend, <laughs> you fuck it. <laughs> Pussy. Pussy farts. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. A little about the author. Jeff Sturdivant is that other guy who puts this show together with me. He drives a brown truck, writes silly stories, and bothers me incessantly. You can grab the audiobooks he's written at flexfiction.com and the ones he's narrated at flexfiction.net. Oh, Jeffrey, thank you for all your hard work. Pussy! We gotta bring that character back. <laughs> and do old Drew Blood a favor, would you? Subscribe to his podcast wherever you do your listening and leave him a five-star review and a kind word, even if you're listening on YouTube. He needs soldiers on all fronts to win this battle, and he appreciates it. To hear a premium ad-free edition of tonight's and all the other episodes, visit simplyscarypodcast.com today and click Patrons in the upper menu. You'll find yourself at chillintalesfordarknights.com, where you can become a patron for as little as $5 per month and get access to their entire audio archive, all ad-free and available to download or stream. Thank you for your time and for supporting our sponsors. When you support our sponsors, you support this show. If you happen to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, you can follow and subscribe to Chillin' Tales for Dark Nights there, where you'll get all the latest updates and new releases and have the chance to interact with them each and every week. Oh, and you can find Drew Blood on Facebook and Instagram, and sometimes Twitter. The Drew Blood's Dark Tales podcast is accepting submissions, friend. If you've got a story or two you'd like to be featured on the show, send it to drewbloodhorror at gmail.com. If selected, you'll get the full treatment, 10 bananas. Well, I'm afraid this is where we part ways, friend. At least till next week. So grab a drink for the road. Just put your pants back on before you head out, huh? Best to keep up appearances. Nothing personal. So may the wind be at your back, and may the road rise up to meet you. See you all at the next rap battle, and until then, Pee-ho! Pussy! <laughs> Good night, y'all. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.